Hi guys, and welcome to the Let's Talk with Teresa Ann podcast. So why Let's Talk? Well, the very thing I got in trouble for when I was young is now what I get to do for real. And in that, I get to point people back to Jesus with this gift of gab, right? So as I love to deliver encouragement to my listeners in overcoming what we naturally see living a life of heavenly perspective in Christ Jesus. It's all about living a life that shines the light of God, no matter the darkness, inspiring you and I to live a life worth talking about. So come on, grab your drink, have a seat, and let's talk with Teresa Ann. So on today's daily devotional that I've written is day 48 and also a flipping the script Monday and it's titled common cliches. So I was reminded of these common cliches and you probably have heard of it. So here they are new levels, new devils. The second one is we are building the kingdom of God. And the third, you better not touch the anointed. Now, as I saw these agreements, I was like, wow, they seem so noble. And I've even gotten so excited when I've said it. But then the other day, as I was thinking about it, I just saw like this ticker going across. It was like I could see this visually And right next to the word noble, I saw this four-letter word spelling out in bold capital letters, L-I-E-S, lies. I was like, do what? Lies? And realized, wow, these are lies that I have said so often. Now, you're listening and you've probably either heard them, agreed with them, or even said them yourself. So I'm going to go into what I believe the Lord has shown me, okay? And of course, take this back to the Father, because I do not have the last word in this. But here's the first one I wanted to address. New levels, new devils. So this causes me to unintentionally agree in glorifying the enemy and agree with the first part of John 10.10 instead of the latter part, which was the whole point. So think about this. The scripture that Jesus is recorded saying is that the enemy has come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Yet, Jesus did not stop there. He said, but the best but ever. But I have come to give life and life more abundantly. This, the latter part of what Jesus spoke is what our focus was to be on. As we were aware, he made us aware of what the enemy is doing, which is why we must be aware of what God is establishing which is giving us a life and life more abundantly through Jesus. So this is really powerful. So here what's happening is that 
when we agree with the first part, what we've done is we've unintentionally gone in with expectation that the enemy is going to have his way when I do what God calls me to. So for instance, um, let's just say I'm being obedient to God. And as soon as I'm obedient to God, things just start happening that are crazy. And all of a sudden, I blame it on the enemy. And in that, I've agreed that it's the enemy that gets the last word over my obedience to God. Meaning, I am actually setting the expectation that the enemy has a right to come in and do what he wants as I'm obedient to God. But yet, we're the same people that will say obedience commands a blessing. So which one is it, right? So this is what I'm learning is that I'm only to set my expectation that God will have his way. In this awareness of God, yes, no matter if you're obedient, disobedient, I mean, we're going to see the enemy operating all the time. You can't help but see it in the world we live in. That's why we've got to stay fixed on God even more and not react or um, respond in panic every time something happens. I mean, this is such a, it seems like it's a natural default when things go don't go our way. But this is what we need to understand, that God is the one that said, but I'm for you. Who can truly be against you if I'm for you? But we're constantly talking about who is against us. So I'm really driving I'm driving something home right now that, yes, I am never saying that the enemy is not doing his work because he is. That was never our focus. That was never to be our focus. Our focus was to focus on things that are noble, right, pure, lovely, and of good report. So if we have to focus on those things, that means there's something else prying at our focus to see differently than what God wants us to see, right? So in this awareness of God, we can't help but be sober and vigilant. And that is to recognize more and more the enemy's tactics, not to run from, but to dismantle with our praise to God with our thankfulness to him in the midst because that helps us in an applicable way stay focused on the Lord. If you want to know how to stay focused on God, you start praising him. You begin to be aware of his presence. You get into the word. You meditate on his word day and night. When you're meditating, when I'm meditating on all the things that are going wrong, on all the things that I don't have, on all the things that, you know, I should have had, on all the things that was stolen from me, what I'm doing is unknowingly and unintentionally meditating on those things when God says we need to meditate on his word day and night because he knows what's vying at our meditation, at our focus. So, Here is the next lie. 
that I wanted to address. We are building the kingdom of God. Okay, so first of all, the kingdom of God is already established. It's not something that has to be established by us. It's in the Holy Spirit is what the kingdom of God is. It says righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit is what the kingdom of God is. Okay, so we already know that's established. We are not building that at all. However, we are growing in to the knowledge of God on what the kingdom of God is. And it's really in revealing our good works to point people back to the Father. It says, let your good deeds be seen before men so that they will glorify your Father in heaven. And as he said that, that's when he was saying, you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So in us bringing the light of refreshment, the light of excellence, the light of God's love, we can't help but display the kingdom of God wherever we go. So again, it's not about us building it. It's us building up people to realize that they can have a part in this living inheritance within the kingdom of God. So here's another common saying, and it's it's really said in an arrogant way. Ugh, I've said this myself. I'm kind of embarrassed to even say that I've done this, but here it is. You better not touch the anointed. Well, first... God's got news for us. No one has the ability to touch the anointed and do anything about it. Okay? Yeah, you can touch the anointed, but the anointed ones are the ones that have been touched by God. All right? So he is the last touch, I'm just going to say. So here's the mandate it needs to be flipped. If no one can touch us, then we better start touching them by the power of God's love. I mean, this is so convicting, don't you think? So this gets me excited about the one who is for us. Even though Jesus said we will have trouble in this life, like my friend Jody says, he gave us a heads up, we're going to have trouble in this life. So here's the focus in the midst of the trouble, to know that Jesus said he has overcome the world. That was the whole point. The point was not to focus on the fact that we're going to have trouble in this life. That's just going to happen. The whole point of that was to see the miraculous in the midst of the trouble is that Jesus troubles the trouble because he's overcome the world. Once we as a church learn to partner with God's truth, we will definitely see the miraculous take place. And yet again, the greatest miracles are, as my friend Jody would say, the greatest miracles are the heart's that experience 
this miraculous power of God. And I think of this scripture that says that he turns the heart of stone into a heart of flesh. I'm sorry, but that's like one of the greatest miracles ever. And that's God displaying his love that we can freely receive so that we can freely give. The whole point was not just to receive, but to receive to give. So with that said, the reflections of the word with Holy Spirit, I encourage you to read Psalm 112, Romans 8:31, Isaiah 61, and if you have any other scriptures that you'd like to add to this, please post that in the comments. That would be so great. So with that, let's talk. Did you realize some cliches you've unknowingly come into agreement with? What's amazing about this realization is we get to repent and begin walking in more of who he is. Notice, just like it says in Romans 8.31, that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation in their learning process, but it's learning in Jesus and with the Holy Spirit that we can't assume one thing pertaining to God on our own. We get to take every thought, every saying back to him, as Hebrews 4.12 says. The word of God is as a two-edged sword, rightly dividing from the soul to the spirit, the lies from the truth. I want to say thank you again for joining me on Let's Talk with Teresa Ann, where I love to flip the script in this life. It's all about God's life-giving perspective. It's being able to overcome. It's recognizing the negative things of this world, yet getting to live a life that yet again overcomes evil with doing good. This is how we live a life worth talking about. I also want to thank you in advance for subscribing, sharing, liking, and commenting on my podcast and YouTube channel, as well as rating and reviewing Let's Talk with Teresa Ann via iTunes. Remember what this show is all about. Bold inspiration revealing God's goodness. And while you're at it, simply go to letstalkstudio.com.